Yo, today's QOD is the greater your vision, the greater your potential for wealth. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quarter of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxon of SeanCroxon.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Finance Friday episode where we talk about all things money mindset. We've got Dr. John Martini on the show. It's been a little while since we had Dr. Martini on the show. Today, he's going to share the wealth building principles that he learned from the book of wealth. Dr. Martini, he's coming up. I'm Dr. John Martini, and today I would love to share with you some uh, amazing insights that I've received from reading and studying a great text called the Book of Wealth. And uh, so what I'm gonna do is I'm going to give you a background on this, and then I'm gonna teach you about some of the principles from this textbook. And what this is, is the greatest minds, the greatest individuals through history who have ever built wealth in the world. And what are the things behind their thinking and their actions that led to great fortune? So we're gonna delve into that. A little bit about on how I came across this great book. I was watching Biography in A&E, which is a television show in America. I was sitting in Trump Tower in New York where I was living, and I happened to see this uh, reference to Mr. Frick. They were doing a biography on a gentleman named Mr. Frick who was an industrialist and entrepreneur. When they um, were doing his show on his life, we noticed that at uh, midnight to 2 a.m. every single morning, you might say, he would go to his his art gallery and sit and read this one book for two hours. And I thought, well, here's a powerful individual. This must be a special book to sit and read that two hours a night, every night. So I wanted to know what this was. So I went to the bookstore the next day to try to get a hold of this book called The Book of Wealth. And none of the bookstores seemed to have access to it. But they gave me a card that says Rare Book Collector. And so I contacted this bear, the book collector and I asked if they knew about this book. And they had access to it and found out about it, but said it was not available. And uh, so I said, well, if it does become available, I'd like to bid for it or auction for it and get access to it. Well, a few days later, at a synchronicity, I was blessed to um, be told that it was up on auction, a very wealthy individual. A husband had passed away and a wife had it and didn't really appreciate the book. And uh, so they put it on auction, I bid for it, and I was able to get this great uh, tome. Well, now what's interesting is I didn't know, I thought it was just one book, but it turned out when they delivered it to our place that it was 10 large volumes, literally about three foot by two foot, uh, about an inch thick, 10 large volumes. And what it did is when I opened this up, it was wrapped up in white uh, and brown paper. And when I opened this thing up, I uh, started browsing through it. And what it was is a history of wealth building from 6,000 something years ago, all the way to today. And it was exploring from Samaria to Egypt to the Greek to literally every country around the world. What is it that made the wealthiest individuals, institutions, and organizations build great monuments like the pyramids of Egypt, like the hanging walls of Babylon, like the wall of China, and many other great uh, edifices that were created. And I thought, and I started to browse this, it's the type of book that when you start getting into it, you get lost. It's like you're moving backward in time and you forget where you are and even who you are. And you're basically exploring some of the great minds dealing with building wealth. Well, I was blessed to go through there. And what I'd like to share 
is some of the highlights and some of the insights that I observed as I was going through literally 6,000 years of exploring wealth building. And uh, it's really inspiring to go through it because what it does is inspire you. It begins in this book and describes that an institution and an organization that has a dream uh, can do things and make history and make edifices that stand the test of time. It also shows that civilizations do not develop unless there's wealth building. In fact, it shows very clearly that the countries that are actually not developing wealth and not mastering the art of wealth building stay stagnant. And just so for countries, so individuals. It's the individuals who master the art and the science of building giant fortunes that actually contribute to the arts, the science, the religions, the philosophies of the world and build civilization. So let's go and explore this uh, journey of this great tome and see what we uncover. Now, I'm not gonna go through each country because I think that's not the wisest way of approaching this. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take and extract from all the countries what was the common threads. So here we go. The first thing that uh, we find in exploring this wealth building is that there was somebody who could take the earth, take the world and see something from a vast vision, looking upon the earth and seeing things that other people couldn't see. They were visionaries. They were inspired by an idea. They literally mapped out the earth and they saw a possibility of a new city. They saw the possibility of a new uh, villa or a castle. They saw the possibility of a museum or a library. Or they saw something that they would know would be of utility and of value to the society that they were living in. And they held that vision and they then gathered and mobilized people and resources to make that possible, to bring that into reality. And it was interesting, so it really started in the mind. The greatest wealth, which means well-being and whole being, actually means to be actually integrated within oneself and empowered enough and believe in oneself inspiredly in such a way that you can actually bring your ideas into reality. This is one of the most important components. You have to believe that you have the ability to manifest this and you have to have a clear vision on how to, how to do that. So these individuals started with vast visions. They literally stood on the countryside and saw something that no one else could see. And then they would share that message and inspiration with other people and get them enrolled. Because as you know, nothing ever gets done until somebody sells something to somebody. And nobody really goes and creates great edifices unless they actually enroll people, vast number of people in some cases, thousands of people to great uh, enterprises such as this. So they would hold a vision, they would capture that vision and they would start to plan. They start to detail that plan. Any detail they would leave out of their plan would be an obstacle and challenge they would face in their creation. So they would do detailed plans. They would get experts in different areas to get that plan into reality. They would hire people who are engineers. They would hire people that were involved in water fluids. They would do things that involved in architectural design, sacred mathematics and geometry. Anything that was needed to help them, they would get the expertise and the specialties and mobilize them towards an objective, holding on to their vision until the details were so clear that they saw nothing in the way of their vision. Wealth was being made, not just from the concrete perspective, but from the abstract in their mind. When they have absolute clarity in their mind, wealth starts to manifest around it. So it was interesting as they would, they would hold on to this vision, enroll people, and it would build up a momentum. Because now once it starts to move forward and it starts to become concrete, and they start the actual construction process, then people would start to mobilize even further and more people want to get involved. 
investors would come on board. People would want to participate in it. People would want to actually see the vision with them and add to that. And new refinements would evolve as they would build this great edifice that they were creating. And what was interesting, as they would hold that vision, they would gain, in a sense, even more power. And one thing that was common to all these individuals or groups that were creating these is that they believed that they deserve it. Their self-worth was strong. They believed that they had a mission and a calling. Many of them were religiously inspired. Some were wealth-building inspired, but they all believed that they had the power to create this and they deserved to create it. There was a, a part of them that had a desire for immortality. They wanted to actually live some sort of legacy. One thing that I can say now as a side venture from observing this is that's one of the most important things. Uh, in philosophy, we know we have a soul that's immortal and the senses which are mortal. And it's the people that listen to the immortal soul and allow the voice and the vision on the inside to govern their direction, more so than the opinions on the outside. Those are the ones that have left their mark in the great edifices through time. And what's interesting is they believed that they had an immortality factor. They believed that what they were going to build would last for decades or centuries or maybe even millenniums. They sought. They wanted to leave their mark. They believed in themselves. They believed they had something to offer the world and that their creation would leave a legacy through time. So this is one of the keys of wealth building. The greater your cause, the greater your potential for wealth. The greater your vision, the greater your potential for wealth. The greater the details, the greater your potential for wealth. The willingness to go inward into the message of the soul and the vision of the soul instead of just outward and get all the opinions that scatter you. This is important. You don't build respect within yourself unless you trust yourself to hold on to that vision and stay with it. Each individual has a set of values in life. And when you're living from the highest values, you stay steady and focused, which leaves the edifice. But if you're listening from the lower values and living somebody else's dreams and other objectives, you get scattered, trying to please too many people. The individuals that left their edifices believed in themselves so strongly that no opinions on the outside, unless they were buying those opinions, would persuade them away from what their vision was. They held that vision until the end. That was Dr. John Demartini wrapping up the week on a Finance Friday. His website is drdemartini.com. You can check out today's entire talk on an audio program. You can find it at audible.com called Dr. John Demartini's Ultimate Wealth Mastery Library. Malik. My man, thanks for the tip. Appreciate that. All right, my friends, I am out. Grab my free book, The Course Cure, on my website and also follow me on the Instagram and I will see you on Monday. Have a great, great, awesome, amazing weekend. Peace. Peace.